welcome to another episode of The Room Podcast, brought to you by NewEnglandMMA.org. Please follow, share, and enjoy the show, starting right now. Joining me in the room podcast to talk about his return to the Cage Titans cage at Cage Titans 60, July 22nd, is shameless Don Shanus. What's up, my friend? It's been a minute since we had a talk, bro. How you doing? What's up, Steve? How are you? I'm good. I'm excellent, man. Sunday morning. I got you up on a Sunday morning. Uh, yeah. you know, fight week starts tomorrow, man. Uh, you know, you, you, you look, uh, you know, you look like I just got you up, man. How's everything going in Don world, man? I just woke up. I'm late for this podcast because I just woke up. I got sand in my eyes right now. I can't really see, but I got my caffeine. So I'm good. Good. Awesome. Well, Don, we talked for a minute before, uh, you came on, uh, you, uh, you were out late last night. You want to tell a little story about, uh, you know, what went on last night and the drive you took? Yeah, I was watching the fucking fights. Uh, I was watching my boy Evan Elder get his first UFC win. I was watching, uh, JDM, fucking, that fight was crazy. And I'm, I'm looking on Instagram, and uh, I saw uh, Dana White's story, and it said he was at Encore Boston. I'm like, fuck, it's 12.30 at night. <laughs> I knew if he was going to be at Encore, I, I would have gone to Encore. So I fucking got myself up out of bed and fucking drove to Encore and be like, yo, I want my fucking job back. <laughs> so you, you were probably sleepwalking or sleep driving a little bit, uh, you know, with the passion to get back in the UFC, man. But Dana wasn't at the Encore, was he? I doubt it. No, I, I tried going there. I'm like, yo, where's he at? I'm like, he's not here. You're an idiot. He reposted that story, you fucking idiot. <laughs> well, my man, uh, did you do any gambling while you were there? Anything at all? No, no, no. In, in and out. Dana wasn't there, so I drove back home, and here we are, Sunday morning. You know, talk, yeah. talking about your return to New England, bro. Uh, I know it's not the return you wanted. You most likely wanted the fight for the UFC in Boston, but that's not the case. You are fighting for Cage Titans in Plymouth, Mass. Man, your home. You own that place. How's it feel to get back and fight in front of fans? Uh, it's bittersweet a little bit. It's definitely um, it's definitely a little bit bittersweet. Um, don't get me wrong. I love fucking fighting in Plymouth, but I wanted all the bright lights, and I got a little bit of a taste of that, and uh, I, I still want it. So I, I'm, I'm striving to get back there. Well, I know in the past, uh, Cage Titans hasn't had enough tickets for you to sell. Uh, what's the case this time around? Um, same old Don, uh, you know, asking for extra tickets. How's, this go how's it going with that? No, I'm doing pretty good with ticket sales. It, 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 this isn't going to be another record-breaking event for me. Obviously, it's my first fight back, but in my mind, I took this two weeks ago. You know what I mean? So so it's like I've had limited time to sell tickets. Like, I still did pretty good. Like, I, like, I did a lot better than everyone else is going to do, but, like, it's not going to be like a normal Don event where I've had two months to fucking promote the fuck out of it and sell tickets. I really had a total of two weeks of knowing about the fight and then a week and a half prior to this. So I think uh, this week I texted everybody in my phone, you know? Like, I just finished texting everyone in my phone, like, yo, hey, last minute fighting, what's up? Uh, you in, you out, whatever. But, um, and there's a million things going on as well as far as fucking... Uh, 
I don't know if it's Luke Holmes or Morgan Wallen, uh, a couple concerts going on at Gillette and Fenway. So, you know, the time-wise, it's fucking summer. Everyone's getting married and shit. So th this isn't going to be like, oh, my God, fucking metal. Another title regime fucking yeah, coming yeah, in yeah, yeah. hot, you know. But uh, I, mean, I definitely do them pretty good. Excellent, my man. Well, uh, I'm sure the stream is going to get a lot of play. Uh, you got a lot of fans out of the New England area that you made, uh, you know, while you were training out of the area. Dude, let's talk about, uh, you know, before we get into the fight, uh, you know, training for this and, and all that. Man, you had a couple of fights for the UFC. Um, man, it, you know, things didn't go your way, but it was a tough course for you as far as that. With, uh, you know, the gym that you were training at, there was some stuff there that you couldn't train there. You were traveling around during your training camps, getting work in. Uh, man, how tough was it? I mean, uh, you know, getting ready for these fights, uh, you know, those two fights for the UFC. I'll put it like this, right? It's like you're 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 not gonna just get called, hey, like you're not gonna go fuck it unless you're 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, and you're five and oh, six and oh, seven and oh as a pro, you're not just gonna be like, hey, you wanna fight in the UFC and they're not gonna promote you and build you. Uh what, what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to build a record and you're gonna have to take a short notice fight. The only way you get into the UFC is you take a short notice fight. And we knew that going in. Um, when I got the call, it was probably the worst timing in the world. I was coming off a shoulder injury and I was two day back at the gym. So like my, my fight against Sadiq Yusuf, um, I ended up getting roasted in fucking 30 seconds. But like, I, I'm also not making an excuse for that. You know, like you, you know that's how you get in. You gotta stay ready and be ready, but like I said, I was coming off an injury. I, I had a, a month off to let myself recover. And then two days back into training, you know, my weights completely went haywire and uh, I had to kill myself to make weight and um, made the fucking weight. That was a real fight, to be honest with you, because there wasn't much of a fight in me once I made the weight. Uh, that I definitely, like, passed the point of diminishing returns there. But, um... You know, I, I just know, at least with the sneak fight, I had a lot more to give. Now, fast forward a little bit, a couple of weeks go by, I get the Jack Jenkins call, and I'm like, fuck, yes, I love this fight. So, I was actually at a wedding, and uh, I got the call for the fight. Then, fast forward a couple more weeks, um, you know, everything goes fucking haywire with my gym. So, again, not ideal circumstances with life, but I ended up moving cross-country, changing coaches, teams, gyms, training partners, coming back home, dropping my shit off with my parents, flying out to Australia. I was in Australia for a month. I fought, I fought my fucking ass off, but that's a much better represent, representation of who I am. Um, I had a proper weight cut. I, I think I had a proper fight. I think that was a very winnable fight. If things were a little bit different, I think that uh, I could have won, but I'm also, again, like I said, not making a fucking excuse for it. You know, things tend to happen in life and life tends to fuck you, but it's, it's, it's just part of the game. You know, it's like, what factors are you going to have to deal with last minute on fight week that may throw you on, may throw you off. You know, it's like no one ever goes into a fight physically at a hundred percent, but like, what is people dealing with behind the scenes mentally at a hundred percent? And it's like, I would never, never, never use those as excuses to my performances, but there was a lot going on behind the scenes. Well, as far as, uh, you know, your stint in the UFC, you made it there, bro. Um, you know, that last fight, you did have a, you know, 
It looked like you performed in that fight. You had to fly, you know, the other end of the earth there. And, uh, man, as far as being in the UFC, what was the experience like to you? I mean, uh, you know, only a rare amount of fighters get that to feel that. What was the feeling, uh, you know, when you actually got there and the surroundings and, uh, you know, you absorbing it? Well, everyone's super nice. Um, there, there's, uh, there's, there's a couple different parts to it, right? So it's like, for example, it's like, all right, everyone's super nice. You have access to way more stuff than you do on the regional scenes. Like, I had access to the UFCPI. Took advantage of that I went out to Vegas a couple uh, a couple times for extended stays. So, like no one goes to Vegas for more than three days, or you're gonna come back a broke man. I was there for like almost two months. Um, but uh, you know you you have access to so much stuff from when it comes to like nutrition, supplements, food. They have a a guy for everything. So it's like I got in the UFC. Obviously it was short notice with Sadiq. Couldn't take advantage of anything pretty much killed myself to make weight and then i was like all right cool let's let the dust settle dust doesn't even settle yet i already accepted another fight i'm like fuck it let's ride it i'm ready to win so so then i'm i'm in fight camp and i'm in the midwest so i didn't really have time to, to take advantage of that but after the jack jenkins fight fortunately for me uh they didn't cut me immediately so like they waited a couple months my leg was a little fucked up so I went to the PI, and, and the PI is fucking unbelievable. The people from the front desk to fucking their whole team there. Um, what they did was uh, I went out there for like 10, 12 days the first time, and um, I did all the testing. So they they did all sorts of tests on me where they did my VO2 max. They they did my a body scan. They, they did uh, they did everything they hooked me up with all the supplements uh you know i i i had a nutritionist on my own but like they worked with my nutritionist their nutrition team worked with my nutritionist so it's like during fight week they're preparing meals for you so you don't have to think you're the and 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 their thing is like no eat all the food you need this food for energy And, and that's something i never did was like i barely ate during fight week but it was it was just convenient as far as the fact that like oh they're providing you the right foods like this is breakfast lunch dinner these are the macros and the calories that you need at this time you know and then it's like all right this is the water here are all your supplements da 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 but like as far as massage nutrition yes. access to strength and conditioning it's like my second stint back in Vegas I stayed for like six weeks and uh, it was fucking awesome because my friend has a condo out there. And uh, they let me stay there for pretty much nothing. It was it was very convenient. It was 15 minutes away from the PI. So what I would do is every day I'd wake up, I'd go over to the PI, I'd have breakfast. I'd, uh, I'd be there at 8 a.m., right? I'd have breakfast. I'd jump in the hot tub, jump in the cold tub, jump back in the hot tub, dry off. If I wanted to work out beforehand, cool. If not, I'd chilled, right? I fucking, like, have my morning routine. And then at 11.30... I'd go over to fucking um, Syndicate. I train at 11:30 to one at Syndicate, and I shoot right, which is two minutes. Not, it's it's like a, a quarter mile away from the PI. So Syndicate was right fucking there. Um, I train at Syndicate, and John John Wood took really good care of me out there. So I'd be training there, and I'd shoot back to the PI. And if you get to the PI before two, you get free lunch too. So I grab lunch, right? I'd. Uh, I'd shower from the gym, I'd grab lunch, 
fucking and then and then I'd hang out and then at three I'd have a strength and conditioning and at four I'd have a massage. So it's like I have access to all these mm-hmm. things and all this information and testing, which is really fucking unbelievable. So uh, the hunger to get back there uh, must be thriving, man, because, uh, I mean, you're living in a, basically a fantasy world because they're taking care of you, and it's just focusing just on fighting, and everything else is taken care of. As far as, you know, you had two fights there. This is going to be my last question before we move on to, you know, Cage Titans and being back. Yeah. Do you feel that um, you, you kind of got a, 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 the shorthand of the stick that you didn't get another fight after, uh, you know, that, that short notice fight against a ranked opponent, then you travel all the way to uh, Australia, I think, and then, you know, you you lost that fight, but you went the distance, and, and, and you really, you put it all out there. Did you think you deserved another fight, and are you bitter about that, that you didn't get, you know, that third fight for them? Um, I'll put it like this, Steve. You might want to fucking sound clip this. <laughs> Nothing. No, I'm serious. You ready? Nothing in life is fucking earned, right? You have to take everything in life. Now, am I disappointed I didn't get a third fight? Yeah, it is what it is. But did I deserve a third fight? Like, dude, life ain't fucking fair. Figure it the fuck out. Move the fuck forward. You know, the first thing I did when I got cut, I got a text I got cut. I was actually at the PI. I'm like, fuck. I, I had a meeting with one of the therapists after I got cut, and I'm like, I still go to this fucking meeting. I still went to the fucking meeting. The guy was like, dude, you just got to feel right now. And uh, that's exactly what I did. So um, I, I had to feel those emotions and how bitter and, and angry and, and upset I was. I'm like, all right, what do I do from here? Next day, <laughs> same fucking shit. Went to the gym. Did the same fucking thing. You know, like like just because the circumstances in life don't turn out your way doesn't mean you're going to fucking like, like everything in your life, you have a choice. Right. And it's like, I chose to go to the gym and I'm choosing to continue down this path to get back there. Now, am I going to have an easy road there? Fuck no. I got to fight fucking. I didn't want to fight till August with hopes. I was fighting, uh, in three weeks on that, uh, UFC Boston card. You know what? Didn't fucking happen. I got to adjust and move forward. And, and you know what? This is the game plan. Fucking fight for Cage Titans, win, go fight for Combat FC, win their belt, go fight for CES, win their belt, go fight for LFA, win their belt, go fight for Fury, win their belt, and beat every fucking top prospect that's trying to get on the contender series and fucking ruin their plans and get back in. You know, because like obviously I'm willing to take these short notice fights against these top ranked people. It's like, I don't give a fuck. And that could be it again, man. Uh, you go on a run here in, uh, you know, the, the 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 regional promotions in New England here. Uh, you know, a, a, like you'll you get another late notice call up or, you know, is there other options for you other than the UFC? Would there be other promotions that you would uh, entertain if they came uh, calling for your services? Yeah, all of them. All right. Cool. All of them. Cool. You know, I didn't make nearly the amount of money I thought I was going to in the UFC. Um Obviously, uh, fucking my last fight, I could have used the 50K uh, for the fight of the night bonus, but Balkan Islam stole that from us. Um, and by stole it, they did their fucking job. They fought for an extra 10 minutes in, in a fight of the year contender. So I don't know where that ranks amongst fight of the year, but on any other card, my fight's fight of the night, you know? Um, but, like, 
people think like, oh, you make all this money. It's like, nah, half that money's fucking gone before you can get there. And then you're getting fucking taxed on it. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of cuts that go into that, uh, that, that pay that the UFC gives yeah. you, man. Um, and people don't realize that. And then they're like, but you know, people like you coming back and, uh, you know, talking about it and stuff like that. It, it, it enlightens people that really don't know what goes on behind the scenes with pay and all that. But, uh, well, I'm not even bitching about it. Cause I know the deal. Yeah. Like I know the fucking deal, but exactly. it's like, I thought I, in my mind, it's like, all right, if I win that fight, I just made double my money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, exactly. so it's like, I'm like, all right, fuck. I just made half the money. Fuck. And how yeah. these guys are exactly. going there. Like, like <laughs> it's already delegated out yeah. before I get paid, you know? Yeah. Well, my man, uh, you are back to Cage Titans, bro. Uh, the last fight you were there, uh, I do believe you were either defending or you were, you were winning the the featherweight title. Which was it, defending or, or winning it? Uh, I won it. Oh, you won it. Uh, and then the stint in the UFC. You're back, bro. You don't have that title because, of course, we have to give those things up when you fight for the, the boss in the, the major league there, bro. But you're back uh, fighting at Featherweight, and you're taking on Robert Wustig, who's fought regionally, uh, very busy here, uh, coming off a great, great win, and he's high on life right now, man. He uh, uh, rehomed himself into the New England area, and he's trying to get as many fights as he can, and he comes off a win, and now he's got Don Shanus across the cage from him, man. How'd this fight come about? You talked about uh, maybe about this fight was set about three weeks ago or so. Uh, how to come about? And was Cage Titans your first option uh, to get back there? Yeah, so Cage Titans always been uh, home for me. It's a, it's a great landing spot, you know. Um, I can always count on Mike to find me a matchup. And uh, it, this is kind of how it was. Uh, I get cut. My co I call my coach. I tell him. And he's like, all right, we got to fight. I'm like, dude, I'm not ready to fight right now. It's like, I, 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 like, I'm telling you, I got cut. And he's like, all right, no, you're fighting for KJ. And he's like, dude, let's pump the fucking brakes a little bit. <laughs> like, chill, dude. I'm fucking, like, to hold the fuck on. But uh, it, 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 I'm like, dude, I'm not fighting. Fuck it, I'm not fighting. Uh, but it, this was definitely one of the scenarios where it's like, I know I need to get back in there and I need to get back in there fast. It's like shit or get off the fucking pot. So time to shit. Time to shit. <laughs> well, you did mention some other, <laughs> some, shit, you did mention some other uh, promotions and going after their belt. So it looks like you're, uh, you're ready to go back to back to back here uh, to get back in the eyes of uh, the bigger promotions, man. It's, it's, yeah. Well, well, Steve, here's the thing with that. It's like, yeah, I'm saying these things and in my mind, these are moving parts, but but don't get me wrong, like, I still have the task at hand, right? Nothing fucking matters if I don't win this fight. So so it's like, this this fight's a very, very dangerous fight for me. And people forget, like, they look at records and it's all bullshit because a fight at the end of the day is still a fucking fight. People forget that. They're like, oh, he's an enemy, he's going pro, this guy's got so much. Fuck that. No, a fight is a fucking fight. So, so don't get it twisted. Exactly. And uh, Wustig's no joke, man. He's fought some... Credible, credible opponents in his stint in uh, in New England, uh, and like I said, he just came off a, a, a finish uh, of a New England prospect, so he's riding high, man. It's it, like you said, it's a dangerous fight. It's it's a no lose for him because uh, you know he's coming off a win and he's fighting Don Sheamus, uh, the former uh, number one 
lightweight and featherweight in New England, uh, former UFC fighter. So the eyes are going to be all over this kid. Um, so, you know, going into this fight, how, how do you go into this fight? Is it different from uh, previous fights? Or is it, you know, w what's the thought process going in here? It's your first fight back after the UFC. You're back in, in front of the home crowd. And you're, you're with a dangerous fighter here. Has nothing to lose and a lot, and a lot to gain. Yeah, of course he has a lot to gain. Everyone has a lot to gain from fighting me. You know, it's like, I, I'm, no, like, everyone wants to fight me, you know, but then also no one wants to fight me at the same time. So it, it's one of these things where he's taking a big risk. It might pay out for him. We'll see. Dude, it's a fight. Anything can fucking happen. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm training my ass off, so it doesn't, but I'm training to get in, get out. I'm not, but I'm ready for fucking 15 minutes of war. Well, we know you're always uh, ready for war, whether it lasts uh, a minute, a round, three rounds, five rounds. Uh, you're ready, man. Uh, it usually doesn't go that long. You usually destroy your guys. Uh, you got eight TKOs. I think your last three fights um, regionally were three TKOs, uh, three finishes in a row right there before the UFC. What are you looking to do in here? Uh, are you looking to... Uh, you know, play 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 with uh, Robert a little bit, or are you looking to uh, get in and get out as, as as quick as possible? What do you what are you looking for that night as far as, you know, that's going to satisfy Don? Steve, you're talking about playing like <laughs> this ain't a game, dude. I understand, bro. This ain't a game, bro. It, it's like I, I take this as seriously as life and death. You know, this this is not a game. You get fucked up in there if you if you think like oh I'm going in there to win it's like no I need to kill and not die that that that's how how serious this game is and and like yeah there's someone in there to step in to make sure you don't die or if you get fucked up like they're there to stop it no but this is serious this isn't a fucking game I'm I'm not in there to play with my food I'm in there to fucking do my job. And if you do your job the way you want to do your job, how do you see this fight going and, uh, you know, getting your hand raised? Nothing's ever as easy as you envision it. Um, usually it's way fucking harder. Sometimes you surprise yourself, but yeah, TKO round one. Excellent. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, training. Citadel, I've seen you, uh, you know, on the circuit getting some cross training in. Other places, where else are you getting your training in other than Citadel uh, these days? Um, so I spend a lot of time out in Vegas. Uh, before I even had this fight, I was training out there. I was at Syndicate, and I was between there and the UFCPI, and, and both those places took really good care of me. Um, in New England, I came back home. Uh, I've been between Citadel, BTT, and, I, and every blue moon, I've been popping into Lausanne's. I like so, so it's like I'm I'm cool with all the the gyms in New England, but um, yeah, I've been cross training a little bit everywhere. Pretty much, it's it's really difficult to to find like a proper training camp here because everyone's a fucking idiot and they all want to fight each other and they're fucking too stubborn and, and concerned about money and, and and no one can fucking organize a a gym to fucking you know it's like no this is what we're doing on these days, everyone's welcome, you know, but everyone's too fucking stubborn for that, you know, and I'm striving to find that long-term. So it's like, this is a pit stop for me. Uh, but you know, I know I can create a camp here. It just requires a lot of driving. 
you're going to be back in front of a huge crowd. What, what's your expectations there? I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be emotional uh, coming back and, and hearing that crowd because you haven't fought in front of, a, you know, fans, your fans anyway, uh, in over a year. What, what do you think that feeling is going to be like when you hit that cage, that walkout, uh, when you hear all the fans and, uh, you know, Shameless Nation going crazy? Uh, it's going to give me a lot more wiggle room as far as being more active. You know, with, with the UFC, it was uh, it was like, all right, I was like, after my fight in February, I was one hurt. So I had, I had to wait to heal, but then I was like, I was waiting for a name, waiting for a name. Like, hey, dude, can I fight this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy? It's like, yo, all right, cool. Looks like June, July is all booked up. August. My, my my hometown, cool. Um, fucking my hometown, I'm like, all right. Um, but, like, I was, like, trying to fight everyone. So, yeah, I just want to be a lot more active this year. And fucking, it, it's going to be cool to see all my friends. And, and obviously, fucking UFC Boston's right around the corner. I know some people are going to there. But they're, they're spending, like, four to 800 bucks to, to go to UFC Boston. I'm like... You got two UFC bets on this fucking card headlining the card. It's like you, you're missing out if you don't spend seventy five bucks to go see see us fight on a mm-hmm. fucking Saturday night three weeks beforehand. It's like, dude, there's the same talent everywhere. Like that's the thing with uh, these promotions. It's all prestige, right? So it's like the UFC holds themselves to a standard, right? That doesn't mean there isn't that same talent elsewhere. You know what I mean? It's like the UFC is the fucking pinnacle of the sport, or you know. And uh, they are like, yeah, we're fucking number one. And, and I get it, dude. I completely get it. And people will pay that fucking extra penny to, to go out there. And it's fucking awesome. But also, it's like, dude, the, these smaller promotions, where do you think they get these guys from? You guys, you guys are the, you guys are the, the, the cattle. You guys are the, 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 you know, the future coming out of these, uh, these promotions all around the country, man. You guys are the feeders. I mean, yeah. um, so Don, uh, last question before I let you give you a shout outs, man. Uh, your first fight back in New England mm-hmm. in over a year. Uh, what do we expect to see out of shameless Don Shanus on July 22nd at Cage Titan 60? Uh, I don't want to say nostalgia, but it, it's going to be nice to be coming back home and, and open up a can of whoop ass. It's going to be the same me. You're going to get the same energy, same vibe, and I'm ready to fucking... Start putting this uh, win streak together and fucking keep the vibes rolling. Excellent, my man. Well, uh, the belts are out. I'm actually running late right now. I'm supposed to go to Connor Matthews' house. Oh, shit. Get some training in with him. Mom's basement, man. I can't keep you from mom's basement, man. Uh, Connor will be all over me. Like uh, It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) Um, I I set this time with you, and I wasn't going to go super hard today. Obviously, I I look at my fight weeks a little bit differently. Um, I don't look at it as like fight weeks starting on Monday because I got away on Friday. I look at it from Friday to Friday. So I've been in fight week uh, for two days already. So it's just the stage of fight week. Today's my water load day, my my long cardio day, my sweat day, not not my super intense day. So I'm going there, shoot the shit, say what's up, fuck around a little bit, and uh, yeah. Excellent, my man. Well, tell them all I said hi to all those guys there. Um, well, Don, with that said, man, I'll let you get going to Mom's Basement. But before I do that, I'm going to let you do your shout-outs. I know you still got tickets uh, out there. There's going to be a, a stream, of course, for this. Uh, Cage Titans is doing incredible things as far as promoting you guys and girls 
along the way. So Don, anything you want to throw out there, sponsors, social media, how to get tickets and all that, man. And I'll let you uh, get back to fight week, man. Yeah, um, everyone go follow me on Shameless Don on Instagram. Actually, all my social media platforms. You type in Shameless Don, you'll find me. Um, as far as tickets go, don't buy them at the fucking door. You know I'm your guy. <laughs> that being said, like, that's how us fighters eat. We make jack shit fighting uh, locally. The way we make our money is the more we sell, the more we eat. So come buy your tickets from me. Shoot me a DM. I, I, I can make things super easy and affordable. And by affordable, it's fucking 75 bucks. So if you can afford one night out, you can afford coming to see me fight. That being said, um, the way I'm doing tickets is a little bit different. I don't have any physical tickets. I got a fucking list going. I'm to keep things simple and save me running around. What I'm doing is I'm having everyone Venmo me, PayPal cash app, just not Zelle. Cause I don't know how to fucking set that thing up. It's not working with my bank. Fucking sucks. <laughs> everyone loves Zelle. Fucking sucks. I never heard of um, it. Never heard of it. Zelle. Yeah. I, I got a few people trying to Zelle me. Right. And I'm like, dude, shit don't work. Fuck my bank won't link up to it. But anyways, um, I got a roll call list, so super simple. You Venmo me, I leave your tickets at the door. You go to the venue, you give your name, you grab your tickets, you have a great night, and I see you there. Um, shout outs, yeah, I got I got some sponsors coming in. Um, I'm super excited to be working with some new sponsors. So if anyone needs any tattoo work, uh, my, le my lady Sam, uh, she goes by Miss Fox Tattoo on Instagram. Be sure to check her out. I want to give a shout out to Two Fight Bros, Shovel Shop. I want to give a shout out to uh, Davencorp. Um, fuck it. My dad's slamming the door. <laughs> Another shout out to East Coast Power Washing, Main Street Sports. I got so many sponsors and, and uh, what I'm doing with them is really cool. So it's like, rather than doing it by fight, I'm, I'm talking to all these guys. And I was like, now nah, we're doing it for the full year. I'm taking less money up front and we're going to stretch this out for the whole year. That way I constantly got something coming in rather than like, all right, cool. Let's say I fight. Uh, let's say I fight fucking next week. That's July. Then I don't have anything for August. Like, fuck, I got no money coming in August. Then it's like September, October, bang, bang. I bang out two fights. If I fight September, October, I don't have time to rerun sponsors. So if we do it for the full year, like, and I only have 10 spots available. So the guys that jumped on early, thank you so much. I appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, I'm changing the sponsorship game and how I'm doing everything. And I, I appreciate the support and fucking helping me fund my dreams because, there's going to be a lot of traveling involved with uh, training camps and whatnot. So, fuck yeah, let's go. Excellent, my man. Well, Donna, I know before you were going in the UFC, during your whole career, you were great at managing uh, your yourself, ticket sales, all that. You're very professional, a very, you know, uh, dot your I's, cross your T's businessman. And I, I imagine you didn't get to do that with the UFC because it was, a lot of that was done for you, but you're back in that. Are you enjoying that role again, or is that a kind of a hassle at these days? Um, <laughs> he's not in his undies. Um, I, I I missed your question. My dad distracted that, me. That's right. Was he was he in his boxer shorts or not? Where is he? No, no. <laughs> I, I I just said I said you you didn't get to do a lot of business as far as. Don business with the fight game because you in the UFC, a lot of that's taken care of. Um, are you enjoying uh, being a businessman again and shopping yourself around or, or is that a hassle nowadays? No, no, it, it's just, you know, you develop these relationships with people and then you get to the UFC and it's like, all right, cool. Like you, you sponsored me up until this point. It's like, I will obviously want to keep that ball rolling, but it's like, 
at the time I got in, it was one short, so short notice. I didn't have time to fucking do shit. And two, it was it was a very quick turnaround too. So again, I still didn't have time to do shit. If if it was a little bit more spread out and I had more time and more notice, um, I'd still be making fight shirts, even though I couldn't wear them walking out. I'd still be doing sponsorship. So it's like the, the I I had to like seriously think about it because I lost out. I kind of took a pay cut fighting for the UFC. Like like don't get me wrong, they're fucking unbelievable and, and like I loved I loved fighting for them and I and I'm striving to fight for them again. But it's like as far as sponsorship goes, I kind of took a pay cut. But if I can keep that coming in and still keep my my the people that have supported me happy from day one and, and continue to build that relationship and it's like, no, nah, I get up here and I pull you up with me like that. That's what I'm trying to do. It it wasn't really the ideal time. I, I did the best I could, but you know, right now it's it's about keeping that candle lit and and, and growing that flame. But also, you know, I used to do a lot of like a lot a lot of small sponsors, right? I can't do that right now. It's it's like I don't have I only have space and time to, for so many people. So it's like, all right, cool. This guy wants this. Like I can accommodate that, but you know, I, I've had these day ones on that are, are maybe not willing to give me so much, but they've been on since day one. That's got to stand for something. So I, I want to be one affordable to my day ones, but two also like make it so it's affordable for them but it's also like fruitful for me yeah. if that makes sense and but it's not like overbearing either you know mm -hmm. it's like if i got someone giving me fucking 10 grand a month like no shit like <laughs> fucking take that all day but but it's like you know it, you could figure it out to where it's like let's say i have 10 sponsors available right and rather than taking like a thousand bucks to fight i don't know how many times i'm gonna be fighting Let's say you want to sponsor me for the year and you only have 10 available at 250 a month. You got to realize that like one sponsor for 250 a month is three grand. Multiply that by 10. That's 30 grand. Now, let's say you break it up into a couple different packages to where you got 250, 500 and 1000. Right. All right. So you're taking that one sponsor for 250. That's three grand. You got one sponsor for 500. That's fucking um, six grand. Yep. You got one sponsor for a thousand a month. That's twelve grand. Now, if you mix and match, and you you're only dealing with twelve fucking people, and, and like, or excuse me, ten people, like that would be ideal. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like well, 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 that's what I wanted to get to. I mean, you're a businessman. I mean, bef not not to go in for an, another hour on this interview, but. Yeah. I always said this to you when you're, you know, when you're done fighting and you want to put them gloves down, man, you could be um, a guy that just like, you know, teaches these fighters how to market themselves because you've done a fabulous fucking job, um, you know, with your career as far as when you're in control of it. You know what I'm actually thinking about doing? I'm actually thinking about making an OnlyFans, not for fucking porno purposes, but more for <laughs> just like... Just a little porno players. <laughs> uh -huh. Maybe you'll just show up. Uh, no, I'm just going to... I, I was going to bust balls with you. Maybe I'll make two OnlyFans, one for dick pics and one for fucking <laughs> business tips. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's a great, that's a great a great idea. I mean, dude, um, you should do something. I mean, either do it, start it now, start dabbling it now. But I think that's something that you'll, 
you'll be really, uh, really effective and uh, could make some money down the line with given your, uh, given your, your, your insight and uh, your little tricks of the trade and how to market yourself, how to get sponsors. I know you're a worker, brother. I know you do it. I know you hustle around and I know you care about uh, the people that, um, you know, are, are helping you out, man. You, you definitely give back. So I think that's very, that would be very helpful for the, the future MMA, uh, MMA ladies and gentlemen's man. Yeah, the the problem with that is like people are one fucking lazy and two fucking idiots. As long like, as hey, as long as hey, as long as they're paying you for your advice, man, whatever they do with it, that's on them. You know what I mean? If they're gonna I've told a million people <laughs> exactly what I do, fucking like sat down with them for an hour and and some people do really well. Like I remember I told one guy and like he ended up getting fucking like 10, 15 grand the first time. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. You made more than I did. There but you like, you, when, you, when you don't look at it like, oh, like, all right, Steve, right? L let me ask you this. Would you pay a hundred bucks to sit down with me for an hour? If you were uh, an Amir pro fighter, would yeah. you pay a hundred bucks to sit down with me for an hour to pick my brain and I tell you everything I fucking do? Um, I would, yes. If I yeah, had, you would, you I would see the value in that. Yeah, because the I know, I, I know you and and yeah, all that. You know, I know what you can give course. for a hundred bucks. <laughs> try to get you to fucking sponsor me, of course. Now, if I do that, if I go to gym to gym to gym and I get and I hold like ten people seminars to give me a hundred bucks. Yeah. In that hour, I'll make a thousand. So like, yeah, it would be worth it for me to do that. The issue you run into is one, fighters are fucking broke. Right. Yeah. Two. It, it takes confidence to go out there and compete, yeah, but it takes a different type of confidence to go out there and deal with rejection, 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 rejection. And, and that's just sales. Like, you, everyone can't be a fucking good salesman be, because people are fucking scared of rejection. But if, if I could tell one person and they have a relationship with someone and they give this guy this and this guy this, it makes me feel good. But for eight ninety nine a month, you could subscribe to my OnlyFans, and I give you this information for free. You know how many? Um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I feel like I like man, I like the OnlyFans idea. Yeah, yeah. Down the line. Well, dude, this first fight back, man. Something to think about. This first fight back is getting you back into the eyes of New England and fighters and fans and everything else, man. We don't know what the the future holds for you. I mean. Uh, but I know it's high. I know it's high, bro. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm not glad to see you back under the circumstances. I wish I could see you back in the UFC in Boston. But me being selfish, a friend of yours, being media for so long, watching you fight, I'm happy that I get to see you cage side on the 22nd. I mean, I, I miss Don. So that uh, that's me. Oh, well, I didn't go anywhere. I mean, I was everywhere, but nowhere at the same time. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> I've been you, all over the fucking world, but it was like, dude... Now, now I get to like, see you. Like, when when did I ever fucking not be me and fucking no, not say what's up to you? No, totally, man. But I just... Now I'll get to see you again. I'll get to see you fight and uh, maybe have a drink with you after at the after party, man. I missed Don. I missed Don. Oh, well... <laughs>
Don't get don't get used to me being around. I know. I know. You could be here just you know a couple more months and shipped out to any of these other promotions or the UFC. Uh, bro, I'm a fucking gypsy dude. I'm fucking blending anywhere. <laughs> like, All right, my man. Hey, bro. We could talk for like three more hours, but I'm gonna let you go, man. <laughs> I know. You're late. You're late to fucking mom's basement. I kept you here another 15 fucking minutes. All right, Don, man. From my mom's basement. <laughs> All right, Don, man. It's it's fight week. Um, we'll be seeing you on this Saturday, this coming Saturday on uh, July 22nd, Kate's Titan 60, man. Yes, sir, yes, dude, sir. Dude, it's been a pleasure fucking catching up with you. It's been a while before, you know, since we sat down and talked, man, but um, we'll definitely talk at the fights. I can't wait to see you, man. I can't wait to uh, hear Shameless Nation in, in uh, Plymouth Memorial Hall lighting up I the guess. roof, man. I can't wait for it, bro. So I'll, uh, I'll see you in uh, less than a week, man. You have a great, great rest of the training camp. And uh, thank you for the time, Don. I kept you way too long. Kept you way too long, man. But uh, with, with that said, man, I'll see you very soon, bro. You have a great day, man. Okay. Take care, brother. All right. <laughs>